Entrepreneur on Fire 615. If you're prepared to ignite, there's only one place to go. Entrepreneur on Fire with your host, John Lee Dumas. Whether your crowdfunding campaign is creative, cause-related, or entrepreneurial, Indiegogo is a platform for you. Visit fire.indiegogo.com and you'll get a 25% discount on fees. That's fire.indiegogo.com. If you're starting a business or forming an LLC, LegalZoom will help take care of all the details. LegalZoom is not a law firm, but provides self-help services at your specific direction. Enter code FIRE for a $10 savings at LegalZoom. Heyo, Fire Nation. John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our featured guest today, Neil Schaefer. Neil, are you prepared to ignite? Yes. (laughs) All right. Neil is a leading social media consultant, speaker, and author. He wrote the definitive book on social media strategy, Maximize Your Social, the blog, Maximize Social Business, and also lectures at Rutgers University's mini social media MBA program. Neil, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. Sure. Well, uh, I live here in Irvine, which is in Orange County, California. I am a Southern California native. Uh, I guess my distinguishing uh, part about my career is that after I graduated from college where I learned Chinese and Japanese, I decided to start my career in Asia. So uh, as a college graduate, I went out to Japan and ended up living there for 15 years where I, I helped businesses launch sales organizations from scratch. Uh, 15 years later, came back to the U.S. and uh, here raising my family uh, enjoying what I do and really helping to, uh, you know, helping to empower others in navigating uh, the social media world and, and, you know, deriving business value from it. Wow. So when you first went out to Japan, were you expecting to be there 15 years later? No. <laughs> it's funny. I was like 21, 22, right? And I said to myself, okay, Chinese check, Japanese on the way. And I had a plan by 30 years old that I was going to learn five languages all Asian languages, right? So Japanese, Chinese, Korean, Thai, and Cantonese. And I even took Korean classes when I was in Japan. Uh, but obviously, that never ended up uh, happening. And, you know, one of my brothers, and a lot of the advice that I have received in my life, I have four older brothers, so they've given me a lot of advice. And one said, you know, Neil, if you try to learn too many things, you're only going to have a shallow understanding of each one. And really, you know, what's going to be most uh, fruitful for you in life is to have a little bit more depth. And I couldn't agree more. So I'm really happy it turned out the way it did. Uh, met a beautiful wife out there and um, have a beautiful family. And I'm part of two cultures now, uh, Japanese and American. So I, you know, every day is uh, every day is fun. Fascinating. And I could not agree more about that depth of life. And that's one thing we talk about all the time, Neil, especially with entrepreneurs, is the power of being able to focus, to really being able to follow that one course until success and not being distracted. And I just saw a great speech by this guy, Ray, over the weekend where he uses phrase that I now love, weapons of mass distraction. And so <laughs> if you are just letting yourself get caught up by all these bright and shiny object syndrome that's jumping all around as an entrepreneur and you don't go deep, you're never truly going to be able to dominate a niche, be known for something. And you now, Neil, 
are known for something, which is why you're speaking at conferences, which is why you're having all of these people retweeting your posts and having guest posts. And I mean, all these great things are happening because you went deep. And Fire Nation, there's so much power in that. And Neil, again, your journey is fascinating. We're going to do a deep dive into it. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote to really get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. My favorite success quote, and it literally has the word success in it, is 80% of success is showing up. Now, obviously, there's more to it than just that. You can't just show up and expect to be successful. But uh, for me, the 80% of success is showing up is try to be everywhere. In other words, when I launched, when I started blogging and I launched my consultancy, I realized with the internet, I didn't need to restrict myself to just Orange County. I could work with any company globally. Uh, and therefore, I could, you know, the more that I showed up, uh, and once you understand how social media works, uh, these platforms really are global. And you could say, you could put out a tweet, and the next day have someone from, you know, the UK or, or, or China or someone respond to you and start to develop a relationship. It was that mindset that really, I think, helped me become successful of trying to show up uh, on lots of platforms, uh, lots of online events and, and physical events, and just try to put myself out there. Uh, and it's so easy to do that now. And I think people forget about this power that social media has. So that would be my, my uh, uh, you know, favorite quote that's really served me well. And I hope it serves you well as well. Wonderful. So Neil, here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we focus on the story. We focus on the journey of our featured guest. And of course, that's you here today. So Neil, what I'm going to ask you to do is to take us back to some time in your journey when you failed or when you faced a major obstacle or challenge and just fell flat in your face. Like as entrepreneurs, we do multiple times throughout our journey. But Indeed. Take us down to that ground level, Neil. We really want to be there with you, not an aerial view, but right next to you when that happens. And share with us the lessons you learned. Wow. Uh, you know, I'm going to go back. I, I mentioned that before social media, I worked in Asia and I helped companies launch sales organizations from scratch. So I was often sort of an entrepreneur within a company. I had a region which was normally Asia. And I basically, as long as I was generating sales, I could do whatever I wanted, right? Uh, so, and you know, obviously I had a boss and everything, but, um, it was really this company that I worked at and they wanted to start a presence in Asia. They were already negotiating with a few customers. They had a big contract lined up and this is going to be my first big deal. I joined the company and as the entrepreneur within the company, as I like to say, uh, obviously that was like my first target was really to close that business and start to generate some massive revenue. Uh, unfortunately what happened was, uh, I found out from a partner company because we didn't really have direct access to this customer that they were going to be working with a competitor. And when I reported back to my CEO, you know, hey, the next time I'm in Japan, I, you know, let's find out what happened. Let's see if we still have a chance at the deal. We lost the deal. And, uh, you know, sitting next to my CEO, I didn't look that good, obviously. Uh, but more than that, what I realized from the experience, and, and this probably set back my first uh, generating my first business in that region for about a year. Uh, and if I didn't generate business within a year, I pretty much was out of a job. So my job was safe. I ended up being very, very successful. Ended up after two more years generating 30% of our global revenue from Asia. But what the experience taught me, number one, 
Um, you have to have direct access. Uh, there are many companies that work through distributors or partners or affiliate marketers, what have you. Um, but if you have key customers, you need to understand directly what they're thinking. Even if they don't end up working together with you, you're going to get a lot of great food for thought, which is going to help you become a better company, develop a better product. But the other thing I learned from that is the importance of human relationships, right? And when I talk about social media to people, I say, look, it's, it's new tools, old rules. Uh, you're never too old to learn this. And I find that people in their 40s and 50s that, that learn social media uh, for business end up being very, very successful at it. And I kept that the value of that relationship with that client. Even though they did not use our technology, I kept it open. I regularly visited them, updated them on what we were doing. And guess what? A year later, I ended up closing my biggest deal uh, of my career history with this same company. Um, and in their words, they said, one of the reasons we wanted to do business with you was you were, you were gentlemen in, in the way that you took your failure. Um, so, you know, keeping those relationships alive, never burning bridges, realizing that, hey, one day you're not their customer, but that could change and things change really, really quickly in the business world. And indeed it did change for me and I was able to be very successful for that. New tools, old rules. Neil, I love that phrase. And Fire Nation, when you're listening to this in your 40s, you're in your 50s, your 60s, realize that, you know, don't get caught up in that this is a young person's game, that this is that new generation, that young generation who was brought up on smartphones or brought up on Facebook and Instagram. Because believe me, your life experiences that you've gained throughout your 20s, 30s, and 40s, and now if you're in your 50s or 60s, can be so well applied to what everybody's doing right now in the online entrepreneurship world. There is no way that I could have at 22 launched Entrepreneur on Fire to the same success that I was able to launch it at 32. That decade of experience is what I needed to actually come out with a business that had legs and that worked and to utilize all of the past things that I had learned throughout. And this is exactly what Neil's going into with these new tools, but old rules. So use that knowledge, use that information, Fire Nation, no matter what spectrum of age that you are right now. And Neil, what I want you to do is kind of break it down on an entrepreneurial level for our listeners with one lesson that you would like them to take away, to walk away with from that experience in your life? The market is always changing. At that time, the market was not working in my favor. A year later, the market ended up working in my favor. And what, what that's taught me is that now, fast forward into what I do for social media, I consider that I have a lot of different products. So a website provides advertising revenue. It, it yields thought leadership. That's one product. I have speaking. It's one product. I have consulting. It's one product. I have coaching. It's one product. And what, it, what happens is with the market changing all the time, you're going to notice once you divide up what you do into separate products that some products are going to lose favor. Some products are going to gain favor. And without having different products and testing different business models, you're never going to know how you can become successful in your niche. And that thought process, in fact, I've fast forwarded now to where every quarter, okay, I push myself to create a new product. And I think for a lot of entrepreneurs, if you just stick with one product and you put all your eggs in one basket, um, that's great. Uh, you, you, you're either successful, you fail, you go on to the next product. I'm sort of keeping one business with several products um, that are all related to each other, but always experimenting with new products, new business models, 
um, finding new ways to make things work better for my business. And that's what I hope you all do as well is really uh, experiment more business models, products. It goes back to the days when, uh, you know, when I, went in, when I was in Asia, I was selling basically software solutions and there were many ways to package those solutions together. There were many ways to price them, uh, many different types of contracts we could have. And I think if we all think of our products in the same way, um, just by changing that business model a little bit. And there's one great entrepreneurial story. It's a company that I use for WordPress support called WP Curve. And this guy said, hey, I need to, you know, he was experimenting. He goes, this is going to be my last experiment. I need to create a business within two weeks. And if I don't see any success of it, I'm going back to the corporate world. And basically within two weeks, he started a new business model that said, hey, there's a lot of people out there and probably a lot of you entrepreneurs listening have problems with WordPress. You don't have full-time IT staff. And you don't have anyone to support you. So I'm going to start this monthly WordPress support package where you pay like, I don't know, 69 bucks. And whenever you have small little things you need help with on your WordPress site, we're going to help those people. And this was, and this is someone who had also had an agency, what have you. And within two weeks, he was already making more monthly retainers that he had made for the previous year with his other company. So all because of the same concept of experimenting, try not new products, new business models. Great example. Dan Norris of WP Curve and Alex McCafferty, right? Great yep. friends of mine, Neil, and I'm a huge supporter of it. I'm a user of WP Curve. I support it. It's just exactly what Fire Nation needs to look at when they're trying to come up with what they are going to drive forward with. He stopped creating things that he thought the actual audience, the actual customers, the client base needed. And he actually went out into the client base and started asking them, what do you need? What are your struggles? Let's not invent your struggles. Let's actually solve your current struggles. And that's what he did with WP Curve. And he actually just posted a phenomenal article today on his site that I'll link to in the show notes page here that really dives into his journey and everything that you're speaking about, Neil. And what I'd love to kind of break in right here and go off on a little side note, because I think it's fascinating that you create so many products, one product per quarter. How do you, Neil Schaefer, decide which product you're going to create every single quarter? Wow. Well, I should say that I haven't been doing this for the last two years. So what I've found that um, I have products, but in order to generate more revenue uh, and to really provide more value to the market, there are other things that I could be doing that I haven't been doing that I should be doing. <laughs> and it comes down to that, that concept you talked about, which was focus. But really, it's a matter of, you know, it's a matter of focus. It's a matter of putting things in your calendar, committing to things. I have a lot of product ideas in my head all the time. So just a matter of deciding at that point in time, doing a little competitive research, you know, asking around uh, people in my, I call them my trusted, uh, you know, network of advisors of saying, hey, you know, I have this idea. I think this is what the market needs. Well, Neil, let's get specific. Let's go back yeah. to the last product you created and walk us through that process. Well, I'm creating one right now. And in order to create this product, uh, the process I'm going through is, and first of all, I'm someone who, before I create the product, I'm always thinking of things when I'm driving the car, when I'm in the shower, <laughs> when most, so whenever I start to launch something, it is extremely well thought out to the point where all I need to do is execute. And I don't like the diddle dot I want to execute. So the time is really spent in the planning. So it's first of all, uh, this idea that I have bouncing it off a few people, like I said, and, and trusted uh, advisors that I have and realizing that if I want to make this successful, what are, what is the infrastructure I need? And that's where I've been spending the most time. For me, the content, the actual product is the easy part. It's the infrastructure to support it, to promote it, to automate. In order to scale, we need 
you know, we need to have that infrastructure in place and, and I need it for this project. So, um, it's, uh, developing relationships with some, uh, technology vendors. It's doing a lot of research as to these are the pieces I need. How do I develop them? And once I've developed them, I then reach the tipping point where it's like, okay, I can pull the trigger. And once I pull the trigger, I go full steam ahead and all my branding is going to be focusing to this new product. It's similar to when I wrote Maximize Your Social, I, you know, everything went to the branding of that to the point where I basically gave up my old URL, windmillnetworking.com and moved everything over to MaximizeYourSocial.com. And that became one with my brand. And I plan to do something similar with this new product. So Neil, let's move to the other end of the spectrum. You share with us that story of your struggles that you had and a failure and how you overcame that. And then obviously how you've applied those lessons to everything you've done since then to much success. But let's talk about one of those shower moments or driving in the car moments that you've had. One of those great light bulb moments that you've taken and turned into success. So again, Let's not be aerial. Let's not be vague. Let's take us down to the ground level, Neil, with you. If you're in a car when this happens, I want to be sitting next to you in that car, Neil. Tell us that story of your light bulb moment and then specifically the steps you took to turn it into a success. Well, that was when I launched my consulting company, Windmills Marketing. It was January 2010. I still did not have a business. I had started to be getting... Um, request to speak, which now I was, you know, hey, if you want to hear me speak, uh, buy books or, you know, d- can I get a little speakers on aerium? So I was just starting to generate revenue from social media. This is back in late 2009. I'd published a book. I was still sort of in transition with my career. I was still looking for uh, Asia technology sales, biz dev marketing positions that I had had before. And it was in January of 2010 when I was flown up to the Bay Area for an interview. And basically, I had an offer. And uh, the CEO of the company said, hey, Neil, you know, we want you to work for us, but you're going to have to switch off your social media. I know you're real active. You wrote a book, but this job will not require that of you. And at the same time, John, I was in negotiations with four different companies that had reached out to me uh, within the course of two weeks here locally in in Southern California that wanted to work with me uh, vis-a-vis social media. And I was actually negotiating a contract with one of them and establishing an LLC. And all this happened within the same time period in January 2010. And I said to myself, you know, whatever powers that be up there that are looking down on me, this is the fork in the road. Do I want to go back to corporate or do I want to pursue the opportunities that these things may have? The and I infamous said, fork in the road, Neil. Yep. And, and I said, you know what? There's just way too much potential upsell. I don't know where social media is going to lead me, but I know of these four companies and they're all from different industries. They all have different needs. There is a role that I can play. There's a lot more upsell right now than going back to corporate. And, um, and this is the road I'm going to take. And I ended up closing two of those four deals. Uh, I ended up establishing an LLC and, and there I went. So, um, yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> there you are. That was one thing you know, in, in the car and in the shower, is this really the road I want to pursue? What is my life going to look like? What is my, uh, what's my cash flow going to look like? And all those things that went into my head. And, um, you know, sometimes the, the grass looks greener on the other side. So, you know, it may have been smart in some ways to go back to corporate world, but I realized that I was a, a young father with two young children at the time. And, um, at that point in my life, I wanted to spend more time with them. And I felt that a corporate life wouldn't allow me to do that, especially when you're in a sales role and it's Asia, you're gonna have to spend a lot of time on the road. And I said, you know, at this point in my life, this is what I should be doing. And I aligned my career with my lifestyle. 
And it, it was a blessing. It was, it was a true blessing in the skies. And I think that a lot of entrepreneurs forget about that, really treasuring what they have. Even if they're not successful, they have a life. They have a life. They're able to pursue what they want and to offer value and create value. And that's really what economies are about and what business is about and what life is about, right? Of providing value to others. So um, that's what's really kept my fire burning to today. So Fire Nation, so often in life, we come to these forks in the road and here we are at episode 594 of Entrepreneur on Fire talking with Neil Schaefer and he's telling us about a fork that he came to in his road of life and what did he do? He followed his intuition, he followed his gut, he followed what innately his sense was telling him to do and so, so often, Neil, on Entrepreneur on Fire, on these past 590 now four episodes, failures have come and have sprung from when our guests are not following their passions, are not following their guts or their intuitions. And so often these aha moments happen when they do. So Fire Nation, take heed to this. Know that you you are innately trying to tell yourself something. There is an intuition that is really within you, that fire that wants to start burning if you just let it. And so Neil, what I want to do is take you to present times, to today. You have a ton of exciting things going on, but I want you to share with Fire Nation just one thing that really has you fired up today. This new product I'm developing, and uh, it's it's really looking at what I've been doing, uh, what my brand is about, how I help people and businesses, and creating something that I think will be able to help. Um, it, it's something the market needs. It's something that's gonna, just going to help uh, a lot more businesses, and that's that's what really, you know, the, these new products allow me to funnel my passion uh, and to funnel best practices and to funnel uh, some strategic planning into one thing. And that's really what drives me. And that's the only thing that's going to help me actually launch this. Because as you know, it's really hard to maintain that focus, but it's that passion and that's excitement. Uh, and just, you know, yesterday, um, I have an email marketing list and the list is quite big, but I don't send out emails. Uh, and maybe a lot of you will, hopefully a lot of you are not like this, where you build up a list, you have a free ebook, what have you. And I've been doing it for some time. And, you know, I, I know that one of the things I need to do in order that my new product is going to be successful, and I'm sorry if I'm not being clear about it, but I'm sort of, you know, it's sort of in stealth mode until I launch it. Um, but one of the things I needed as part of the infrastructure was I needed the email marketing piece and it had to work and it had to be repeatable. So one thing that I decided to do, which goes against the logic of a lot of people, and I'll talk very specifically about vendors, is uh, in February of this year, I decided to unplug from Infusionsoft and move back to MailChimp. Most people move in the opposite direction like I did. Um, and I'm a big fan of Infusionsoft. A lot of people have it working successfully for them. I even went to Infusionsoft University, spent four days there at their headquarters last year. But I realized that it wasn't working for me. It wasn't easy enough and intuitive enough that if I just wanted to launch a new product like this, I could get it going without any, without needing any third-party help. Move back to MailChimp. So that was the first piece I had to get in, in, in place for my infrastructure. The second piece is I got to start leveraging and developing relationship with current people on my list. Otherwise, I'm going to lose them. Um, and uh, you know, every email marketing specialist will, or, or expert will tell you that that relationship only lasts so long if you don't send them email. So I uh, yesterday, literally on Saturday, I found out how to download a custom template uh, for MailChimp and I customized it and yesterday off of theme force wherever. And yesterday I sent out my first, what I thought was a really, really good looking, uh, newsletter in order to leverage this list and develop that relationship. 
Um, now, the funny thing is, last night I get an email saying, hey, Neil, you know, the links in your email don't work. Um, and so literally right before this call, I was on uh, email with MailChimp trying to figure out why that didn't work. But obviously, um, it's this step-by-step approach of getting all the pieces in place to launch this product. That's what's really exciting for me. So, you know, I got the email marketing piece. Um, I'm working on the membership site piece, looking at the different membership sites and how I can, you know, really launch one on my own really, really easily. Uh, and, and then I have this other sort of um, online uh, webinar piece that I'm working with, you know, go to webinar or Google Plus Hangouts. So I'm really passionate about trying to stay focused and trying to get those pieces together so that when I launch this new product, uh, I'll maximize my chances of being successful at it. So, um, you know, a lot of people, I, I guess, you know, I'm really passionate about building things. And I guess probably most entrepreneurs are as well, right? And this is my building process. And I think that if I build something well, and it's well thought out that it's going to be very successful. So we'll find out over the next few weeks. So Fire Nation, what I really want to pull out of this is the importance of email marketing. I mean, you've heard it time and time again. Every entrepreneur that's successful now always talks about, wow, do I wish I started my email list earlier in my career? Wow, do I wish that I continue to nurture my email list more? And like Neil was saying, and he's so right about that, that you do have an expiration date on these email signups. If you don't contact your email list, they will continue to atrophy and they'll fade away. And then when you contact them, finally, like after all this time, they'll be like, well, who is this person and why are they emailing me? And they won't get it. You, Fire Nation, you need to nurture this and really embrace your email subscribers as the people and the potential clients that they are. You know, here at Fire Nation, we work incredibly hard to put out a very valuable weekly email newsletter. Kate works tirelessly to make that so valuable that people want to open that and we keep our unique open rates very high because of that. And it's one thing that we stress here and every successful entrepreneur and here's Neil talking about how he's really putting a focus on this now because this is how you reach your client. This is how you continue to nurture your audience, your followers, your avatars. And Neil, before we hit the lightning rounds, let's thank our sponsors. Let's face it, the legal system is complicated. And frankly, there are better things you could be doing with your time, like working on building your audience and creating products and services that help them. Thankfully, LegalZoom is here for you. If you're thinking about starting a business, forming an LLC, getting a trademark, LegalZoom gets the job done right. You'll get the personal attention you need and they'll help you take care of all the details. Do you want peace of mind? I don't blame you. Starting a business the right way involves a lot of checks and balances. Good thing for us, LegalZoom's been helping small business owners for over 14 years and they've received an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. For a $10 discount on services, enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. That's LegalZoom.com, discount code FIRE. LegalZoom provides legal help through independent attorneys and self-help services, but it's not a law firm. Go to LegalZoom.com, enter discount code FIRE. What do the creators of the Nikola Tesla Museum and the film that won this year's Sundance Film Festival have in common? They've both been crowdfunded on Indiegogo. Indiegogo is the largest global crowdfunding platform, empowering people around the world to raise funds for any idea. Imagine bringing your passion to life, the people you could help, and the difference in the world you can make starting today. At Indiegogo, they let you decide how you want to raise funds. You can choose flexible funding and keep all the funds you raise even if you don't meet your goal, which is great for projects that will benefit from any amount. So whether your passion is creative, cause 
cause related or entrepreneurial, Indiegogo can help you raise the funds you need to bring your passion to life. Fund what matters to you. Visit fire.indiegogo.com and you'll get a 25% discount on fees. That's fire.indiegogo.com. And Neil, this is the perfect segue to my favorite part of the show, which is the lightning round, where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Awesome. Let's do it. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Lack of focus. What is the best advice you've ever received? Don't fret the small things, which is related to that lack of focus. And I'll, I'll give you a little story. I talk about how I get a lot of advice from my brothers. And some of my brothers are successful entrepreneurs in themselves. And, and one said, Neil, you know, back in the 90s when I was launching my first company, I spent one month doing research on what was the best copy machine I can have for the office. Okay. <laughs> he has small business owners and entrepreneurs spend way too much things, way too much time on things that have nothing to do with their core business. So stop fretting the small things, focus on core business issues. I love that. We have this great community, Neil, called Podcasters Paradise, where uh-huh. you know, we teach people how to create, grow, and monetize their podcasts. And so often we see people doing 15 logo iterations before their logo. And I'm like, how about you launch your podcast, get it out there with your logo you have right now. And if you want, you can change it as you go forward. I've changed my logo five times during Entrepreneur on Fire's career. I mean, you can change it with a snap of the fingers, But what you need to do is get that product, that service, that podcast, that blog published, launched out to the public. So Neil, do you have a personal habit that you believe contributes to your success? If you're going to write a book, say it in public that you're going to write it. Otherwise, you're never going to write it. And it goes back to what you just said about the podcast. Launch it, get it out there. Because if you don't, you start, you know, uh, daggling about your logo, it's never going to happen, right? It's about the execution and just execute. I won't say don't execute without a strategy, but get it out there and execute. And I think that there are so many entrepreneurs who fail because they never executed, right? For one reason or another. Love that. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote, Neil, that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Something called CopyClip. And CopyClip basically is a uh, a copy board that Mac OS does not have, but it allows me to go back and everything that I've selected to copy, I can go back and it keeps a history of it, right? So sometimes you get emails and you want to sort of say the same thing. You don't want to type it out. I go in the copy clip. It saved it. Sometimes for social media messages. So it helps me be a lot more efficient than I think any internet program is. And I can't, you know, I don't know with the latest iteration of Windows if that's built in, but Mac OS definitely does not have that built in. Copy clip, it's a free application. Definitely pick it up. It'll save you time. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that Neil and I have been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Neil Schaefer. And Neil, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Well, I'd obviously recommend my own book, Maximize Your Social, but taking that aside, uh, because you're listening to this, you're probably interested in social media, hopefully, and you want to make social media work for your business. And really, the primer book on social media that I recommend to my clients and anyone else that's interested is a book called Inbound Marketing. And I think Inbound Marketing, written by the folks at HubSpot, really opens a lot of people's eyes up to the potential. And it's not just about social media. It's about your whole digital presence. It's about web. uh, It's about blogs. It's about social. You know, everything out there in digital and how it can all work together for you in a very cohesive way for your marketing. So regardless of your budget or size of company. So definitely if you're looking for one resource, that would be the one I recommend you start with. 
Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio, so if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Neil, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. You've just woken up, comprehended all of this, and walked outside. What do you do in the next seven days? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> you know, Off the top of my head, what I've learned in life is if you don't have a product, you're not going to be successful. So given that in seven days, it's probably going to be impossible to create a product. You're going to have to either sell some knowledge that you have in your head and, and create a product from that, which isn't a true product, or sell someone else's product. I would probably get out there and within that limited budget in seven days, I think it's possible to start an e-commerce site. I'd pick a niche. I'd do a little bit of research. I start an e-commerce site, I put a blog on there, put some content on there, optimize it for SEO, start some communities, and just start to build some traffic and you know have a downloadable resource and start to develop a community, an audience that has an interest in a certain product niche, and then go from there and let those metrics tell me what products I should be selling, someday launching into my own product. Well, Neil, I have loved the stories that you have shared, the lessons that you've learned, and the advice that you have just shared with Fire Nation today. And let's end by you giving us just one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. You know, we've talked about focus so much. That really is the one thing I'd like to say. But the other thing is, hey, if you have a plan and you want to generate this much revenue by the end of the year, now you're probably going to be listening to this, you know, pretty soon after we recorded, I assume. So uh, calculate how many more months are left in the year and then calculate how much money you need to make each month in order to hit that target. And then take that into 20 business days. Every day you need to generate a certain amount of revenue in order to reach your goals. Do you have the products? Are you doing the activities to help you reach that? It's a really, really simple, holistic way. It's a reality check that I hope that you'll all do it. It's what I do on my business. I try to do it on a daily basis. I hope you'll do it as well. And you know what? If you're not going to be able to hit the goals, you need to have new products. You need to do things differently in order to hit the goals. Uh, my name is Neil Schaefer. I am Neil Schaefer throughout social media, N-E-A-L-S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R. I have my business website, which is MaximizeYourSocial.com. I also run a media site of social media for business resource featuring 20 or so bloggers called Maximize Social Business. Um, I have a podcast called Maximize Your Social as well. I'm really passionate about empowering others to be successful with social media. So I hope you'll, uh, you'll check out those sites and I hope it provides you some great advice above and beyond what you're hearing here with John. Well-branded, Neil. Maximize your social. I love it. And I love that reality check on that day-to-day -day basis, Fire Nation. Break it down into those 20 business days. Or if you're like me, 30, that's fine too. But break it down day by day by day. And Neil, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've been chatting about at eofire.com and just type Neil, N-E-A-L, into the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up with all of his contact information, his book, his recommended resources, and of course, all of these value bombs that he's been dropping throughout. And Neil, thanks for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side.
Fire Nation, your two favorite teams come head-to-head for the biggest game of the year. You're waiting to hear what time it's at, and then it happens. It's when you're on your way to the airport. Good thing you've got Slingbox. It's your whole at-home TV experience live, right on your favorite mobile device, available wherever you are. Slingbox has a special offer for you, Fire Nation. Go to slingbox.com slash fire and get $50 off plus free shipping. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.